Operation Confidence proudly presents American Divisible Heroes Talk Radio Show. Tune in weekly on Sundays from 2 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. Pacific Time with your host, Consuelo Mackey, co-host, Air Force veteran, Matt Davidson, announcers, Taylor Marcella and Brooke Gadesi, U.S. Army veteran and entertainment segment host, Charles Whitehead. U.S. Army veteran and strategies for host segment host, Dr. Kathy Cash. U.S. Army veteran and lifeline for women veterans segment host, Marva Elena Varela. National director of faith services, chaplain, and veterans and recovery segment host, Anthony Atenfora. And U.S. Air Force veteran and incarcerated to success segment host, Kevin Lewandowski. For more information or to be a guest on our show, email info at operationconfidence.org. Operation Confidence, America's Invisible Hero, Invisible Operation Confidence is a grassroots nonprofit. The organization's mission is to provide stable housing for veterans who have experienced homelessness, as well as providing a wide range of supportive services. To help accomplish our goal, a successful landowner has donated land for the project, a world-renowned architect has offered to design the houses, and construction classes from the local community colleges will take part in building the houses. Your support and donations are needed. To get involved, please visit our website at www.operationconfidence.org or email in at operationconfidence.com. Ooh, I no, thought that's I thought I was about to kick it off with that. <laughs> okay, so thank you everyone for tuning in to America's Invisible Heroes, the show that's dedicated to our veterans and their families. Yes, I'm your host, Consuela Mackey, Executive Director of a grassroots nonprofit organization called Operation Confidence. No, I'm not a veteran. My heart goes out to our disabled veterans, especially those who have experienced homelessness. Uh, for those of you that are new to this show, American Invisible Heroes was established to provide a platform for our veterans to be able to share their experiences, heartfelt stories, resources, and challenges. Okay, and so today we want to uh, have uh, Taylor Marcellus to uh, come on and talk about, actually introduce our co-host for today. Take it away, Taylor. Yes, ma'am. Today we have U.S. or yeah, U.S. Army Reserve veteran Charles Whitehead. He is a board member and segment host. And then we have U.S. Army Major veteran Anthony Smith Sr. And he is a monthly segment host of Can't Keep a Good Man Down. Hey, today's show, I'm sorry, I would like to say this part because that's my buddy. <laughs> today's show is an honor of U.S. Major, U.S. Army Major, Anthony Smith Sr. We're so happy to have you here, Anthony. You've just been outstanding. Uh, so we're going to go from you. there. And we have a surprise visitor, too. So take it away, Charles and Taylor. All right. Anthony L. Smith Sr. 
is a retired U.S. major who served in the military for 22 years from uh, active duty, reserve, and National Guard. He was injured in combat in Operation Iraqi Freedom in 2004 at Camp Taji, serving with the 1st Cavalry Division, 39th Infantry Brigade, Special Operation Infantry at Quartermaster. On April 24, 2004, he was injured in combat during an attack on Camp Taji, Ford Operation Base, Operating Base. A rocket-propelled grenade was shot into the camp and directly stuck him, struck him on the right side of his body. He was hit by a 40, uh, by four 50-caliber rounds and a mortar round landed several feet in front of him. Major Smith sustained several life-threatening injuries and later was listed killed in action and placed in a body bag. He was later discovered by a nurse during her rounds who realized that he was still alive and went for help. He was respirated, but was given the wrong blood RH factor during the process. Jeez. This placed him in a 62-day coma. When he awakened, he was discovered he had he discovered and had several, he, he discovered he had several injuries. PTSD, TBI, two, loss of right arm, loss of right hip, loss of right kidney, loss of portion of intestines, loss of vision in the right eye, loss of hearing. Jaw broken in three places, loss of abdomen muscle, T7 spinal cord injury, and he had amnesia. After two years of recovery, the major went on to get involved in sports and later was relieved of his duties as chief of police and forced into retirement because of unjustifiable medical reasons. Can you speak a little louder, sweetheart? Yes, ma'am. He then turned back to martial arts and reopened his own martial arts academy. Today, he fosters a worldwide martial arts organization and is a pastor and evangelist and motivational speaker. He's married to Tamiko and they have six children, Jasmine, Alexis, um, Anthony Jr., Elena, and Braylon. He is a para-athlete in several sports and has currently won several championships and a member of the world and national USA para taekwondo team. He has acquired the nickname of A-Train, the one-armed grandmaster. He currently are currently the founder, owner, and operator of Anthony Worldwide Martial Arts Association, AOBK for Life, the first, the first Black disabled combat veteran to serve an academy for adaptive martial arts. He has inherited um, the title Aaron, Chief Grandmaster a member of several martial arts organizations and Hall of Fames. The major has met with five living presidents and is a member of the, of the Military Order of the Purple Heart, as well as member of several fraternal organizations of brotherhood and scholarship. He's a graduate of Alcorn State University with a BA in Military Science and Theology, double major, BS in computer science and applied mathematics, author of the martial arts science of fire and adaptive combat, Krav Maga movement. He's the chairman of the board of the Arkansas Freedom Veterans Helping Veterans and was elected pastor of Wilson uh, Chapel Missionary Baptist Church in December 2020 to continue the service of the members in standing. After preaching his first sermon at the age of 14 in the Church of God in Christ, where he served as a national adjunct for 30 years, 
He later departed his position to become an activist for Black human rights and the teaching of his ancestors through the scriptures. You can't keep a good man down. That's right. Charles, going you. All right. Before I show the see, before I show the vid pictures and videos, we would like to welcome back again our surprising guest, Nico Marcolango. I said yeah. that. <laughs> Hey, yeah, we so happy oh. to have you, right, Nico? Nico is a veteran of the Iraq conflict who served 14 years as a Marine officer. After his second Iraq deployment, um, Nico was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress. After the conclusion of his military service in February 2008, Nico joined the Challenge Athletes Foundation, where he leads the uh, foundation, uh, Challenge Athlete Foundation Operation Rebound Program for Injured Veterans and First Responders. Nico and his family were also featured on the Sesame Street workshop episode, Coming Home, Military Families Cop Coping with Change. Go ahead, guys. Take it away. Nico and Tony. Hey. hey. hey Tony. That's what I always tell Anthony. He's Italian like me. Tony yeah. Smith. Yeah. That's for yeah, sure. I don't hey, uh, <laughs> yeah, Miss T, we had to make one correction on that. Uh, I forgot to tell you guys after she was reading that uh, this past week, I was promoted to ninth degree black belt. I'm no longer chief Ma grandmaster. I am now major grandmaster. Oh, we now you go. Oh. Man, that's the military, right? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, that is so cool. Nice. Would you like Tell me to start sharing you. the photos? Yeah. Oh, yeah. To the okay. photos. Can you bring those up? Yeah. All right. Uh, this is one of the photos uh, that we're doing one of our martial arts demonstrations uh, this past week uh, with some of our, uh, most most of the ones on the mat that you guys see are, are all adaptive martial artists, except for four of them. Uh, that's Mama D right there, Nico, that's up in the front. And uh, and Braden over there on the side. Uh, so and most most of the rest of them are adaptive martial artists uh, that attend the dysfunction for the kids day program. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So is Mama D right instructive? Slow it down. Go back. Holding. Uh, oh yeah, she, she'll pop up there. Yeah, that's Mama D. She's my uh. She's my oldest black belt and my only uh, fifth degree uh, master at the really? school. Wow. She just turned 70 years old. Get on, girlfriend. I bet she can beat up a lot of people too. Mama D. Yeah, that's Mama D, Debbie Crisco. She uh, she was one of the ones that tested during that time I had uh, pulled my hamstring. She tested for a fifth degree. Out of four people testing for fifth degree, Mama D was the only one that passed. Wow. I'm a D. D for dynamite and D for defense, huh? Yeah. Don't believe that. Yeah, that's so cool. Let's move up. That's you. Yeah, that's me with my new belt on, y'all. That's my new belt, baby. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's ninth degree, huh? That, that's ninth degree black belt. Uh, Is that the highest you can go? Well, I actually have a 10th degree black belt. I don't wear it because uh, in our organization, you really make 10th degree, you're supposed to be, uh, 
you're supposed to be unalive. That's what we call it, not alive. But they get they gave me the tenth degree uh, in another in another organization. They said, "Well, you did you did die and come back." So, okay. <laughs> so that's an honorarium uh, uh, degree. Yeah, tenth degree is yeah. We call our tenth degree is also known as the eternal grandmaster. So once you get tenth degree, uh, you move on to the next life. Yeah, we don't want the 10th degree, but nah. Yeah. And if y'all didn't know, Nico is uh, one of our honorary uh, first degree black belts. All right. All right, Nico. Yeah. Combat my, Marine. My next one will probably be my 10th degree, though, but that's a long ways off. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. I, I took karate when I was a kid, you know, through my church. Oh, that's awesome. That's, I, that's brazen. That's uh, my son right there. Wow. One that was uh talking to that was on the shot there a little while ago. Yeah. Ah, yeah, the one that just passed through. Mm -hmm. uh, he's black belt, he, huh? He's a first degree black belt now. Mm -hmm. Uh he, he was considered a junior grandmaster in one organization, uh, but he turned it down because he wanted to get his rank through me. So uh, uh -huh. He's driving now, right, Anthony? If, if that's what you want to call it, Nico. <laughs> What's that? What's that? Yeah, uh, he, uh, we went mudding in the Hummer the other day, and uh, he flipped the joke. Okay. I, I told, yeah. Hey, it, but it's a Hummer, though. That's what it made for, right? That's what it's supposed to do. <laughs> Did he roll it or he flipped it over? Uh, he rolled it. Oh, okay. But he drove it out, right? Yeah, he drove it out. It, we thought we were going to be stuck, but the way it hit, we just we, when we went down the side of the hill, it rolled back up, and then he just gassed it. And, uh, nothing happened. Nothing bad happened. Not not to us, but uh, Hummer needs a little work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Ooh, that's scary. He can't that's do that. Tell him don't do that no more. <laughs> Oh, that, that's mud. And that's what we do out here in the country. We ride back here in the swamps and stuff. In oh, the no. You know, when I was, <laughs> we used to live in Florida, and, and uh, my father, you know, was in the military, and uh, one of his friends had a Jeep. We were riding, mm -hmm. we were kids, you know, I was probably about 10 years old then. And he went out and he said, Yeah, these Jeep can go through all kinds of mud. He went and showed us how the Jeep can go get in the mud and got stuck. And then oh. he had to leave the Jeep with us in it and go walk back to, to the base and get somebody to come and pull him out of there. You know, that's it. we waited for a couple of hours sitting out there. Oh, no. And uh, that's Mama D right there with her with her new black belt on. But her, her red stripe on there is shorter than mine. You know, my, my red stripe is longer back, than her. Go back to that last photo. Oh. Does it matter about the... the the, the stripe or does it matter about you know how big the person is or whatever no the uh on the red red black red my red when it starts off on the red i have a longer red stripe she has a shorter red stripe on hers what's not the, clear anymore what happened what's what's the significance of it uh the shorter red stripe as it goes red black red that means they're uh between uh six and uh they're between six fifth sixth and seventh degree oh. right 
And then mine is a longer red stripe. It goes longer red than short black. See, like her black is a long black. Can you mine make it a little clearer, Taylor? Right before? What happened? It just, hmm? You're muted. You're muted. I figured that I was talking to myself. Um, Let me hmm. see. Let me continue talking. Let me see if I can pull it up again. All right. So, uh, the longer black on mine is for uh, eighth and ninth degree. And the shorter is like, did you say between fifth and sixth? Yeah, fifth, fifth, and fifth, sixth, and seventh. Okay. And then the belt I got is eighth and ninth. There you go. So, so you see how, well, my belt's a little bit newer, but see how my red stripe goes all the way down to the end and then it goes black, red, black around my back. Her stars is a little short. You see how the, the links in yeah. the red at the bottom? Okay. Okay. And did she take all of her training at, uh, with you? Every last, all, all 15 years. Wow. Ooh. So she came there as a little lady, a little old lady, and walked out of there ready yeah. to take on the world, huh? Right. Well, actually, when, when I first met her, right, mm -hmm. she, was my care, she was my caregiver. And we went oh, down really? to uh, one of the events uh, that's hosted by Challenge Athlete Operation Rebound that Nico brought me to. Mm -hmm. And uh, Nico told her, like, how you run around him and don't know no martial arts? And it, and she, you know, I told her, like, she got, I told her she got old people mad. So when she got back, she joined martial arts. <laughs> <laughs> she did, I just so wanted Nick, to look out for his blind side. That's all. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. That's so cute. And uh, out, of, out of four out of five people that tested for fifth degree, Mama D was the only one that passed. And, wow. the, and the closest age to her was uh, 34. It was Mama D, then the next eight. Mama D was 70, and the next guy was 34. All the younger guys didn't pass. And do they have to uh, fight against each other? It's how uh, they get well, there. If you're, old, if you're over 65, you don't have to spar for your test. But Mama D sparred with me. Oh, okay. Uh, she was, she was, and you was like, I was taking it easy on you. She probably was like, I'm taking it easy on you. Uh, she, <laughs> she didn't take it easy on me at all. She wanted to, you know, because she had that mentality that she wanted to make sure everybody knows she earned it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Had the head be like, hmm, you know, ain't no joke here. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I dropped her real hard one time. I think everybody in the gym jumped up and like, what did he do that old lady like that for? <laughs> <And> she, <laughs> She got up and then she threw me, but and I missed the mat. And I was like, that's that's karma right there. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Okay, so moving on. I know we have a few others to show, and we have some questions as well. Uh yeah. we're gonna ask. Yeah, so uh yeah, what? Uh let's when... let Nico take over for a little bit before we ask the question. Oh, yeah, Nico, yeah. tell us about you and what you're doing. And how thrilled we are to have you on board. Well, I, I tell you, Charles gave me a very good and thorough uh, um, introduction there. But uh, you said, you know, I was born and raised in San Diego. I went to Northern California, UC Davis for school. Uh, my first real job after college, at least I got paid for it, was playing American football in France. So that was a great experience. Ooh, Came really? back trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. And uh, I always wanted to be in the Marine Corps. So I applied to be a Marine officer and they accepted me and I got commissioned in, uh, on, uh, what was it? 
March 25th, 1994 as a second lieutenant. I became an infantry officer after the basic school, six months there. I was stationed out here as an infantry officer in California. And then I got transitioned to intelligence. I deployed a couple times to Iraq as an intel officer. Got involved with the Challenge Athletes Foundation in 2003 through my own charitable effort. Through the Buddy Bowl, my charity flag football tournament, which oh. Anthony is very uh, familiar with. Came out and played one year, a couple times. Uh, established a fund at CF for injured vets and first responders that morphed into Operation Rebound. So I had unwittingly created a job for myself five years before I got the Marine Corps. And uh, yeah, I've been uh, honored and humbled to lead the, uh, the program ever since, since 2008. So here I am. You got to tell us what Operation Rebound does. Because I mean, I've seen some amazing people come out of uh, veterans come out of your program and participate. I mean, I, what was her name? Uh, Michelle jumped out of the airplane last week. And she was totally blind. You yep. know? I mean, some of the things, and then what was that? You, Anthony, climbed the 